Guys, before we start today's podcast, I want to talk about a special event happening May 20th that we're actually going to be hosting, 2023's MidFest. Former guests of the podcast, Stax Baby, Sunny Boy, and more are going to be kicking off this event, performing, running the whole thing. Uh, Kevin from that group, he's kind of the mastermind behind this whole thing in terms of uh, you know getting the event together, so is Stax. Um, these guys have a lot of cool shit coming. We're going to be starting a podcast off at 2 p.m. that day, and then we're going to have the show afterwards. Uh, like I said, we're going to have people like Stax Baby, we're going to have Michael and Jenny there performing, other people like Sunny World, Bingo, and other um, artists from the area. And actually, we're going to have artists from um, um, not just Iowa. I think we're, I don't remember exactly what states he said, but he said a couple on the last episode we had with them. So um, get ready for that. We're also going to have food vendors, raffles, a mini ramp, and they're even throwing in some free food from 6 to 7. So come stop by 2877 Taft Ave in Garner, Iowa, zip code 50438 on May 20th. Again, that's 2877 Taft Ave in Garner, Iowa. Um, Admission is only $5. What the fuck are you waiting for? Come pop out. And guys, finally, before we start today's episode, our oldest sponsor, they've been with us since the beginning, Stutterbox Productions. They're the backbone for many of the events that you see come through the Midwest, from EDM festivals to late-night hip-hop shows. And they've been working closely with this podcast since the beginning. We always have plenty of things planned in the future along with them. So if you're looking to plan your next gig or event, head over to their Facebook page and learn more today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Stars Podcast. I'm your host, always Cole McAllister. We're back. We've returned after a couple week hiatus. Um, I'm sorry about the delay, but you know how we go. We're here. We're busy. Uh, we're joined today by newcomers, Cali World Entertainment, uh, Cali World, The Broken One, and EJ, right? Fuck yeah. I got it right. You got it right. EJ. Third time's yes, a charm. Sir. Third time's a charm. <laughs> Hell yeah. I truly question. I'm like, why the fuck do I even have a podcast? Like, why is this... Why is this retard running the podcast? <laughs> to remember a damn name. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Uh, how you guys doing today? It's a, it's a beautiful day out. A little too warm, I had a great day. Oh, fucking. No complaints. Me and EJ went out on the lake, you know. I caught me a fish. Lucky bass. Oh, you guys would go fishing? Yes, sir. Oh, fuck it. What'd you, get, what, uh, what'd you catch? A little small bat, small mouth bass. Mm. It was decent size. Like seven, eight inches. <sighs> you know, it was all right. I went to Sailorville. Yeah. It's freezing. it's freezing i bet that was good fishing though that's like when it's the best right fuck i remember um like like going to okaboji and like uh going out on the lake when it's like storming like if you get in like right before the storm hits that's like the perfect fish jumping out of the water it's raining and shit it's crazy man um fuck uh so uh, for those who don't know what cali world entertainment is uh why don't you guys you know tell us what you do and uh what's your uh, what do you do in the affiliation and all that when did you guys start so we started uh december 31st was our very first showcase we're a promotion agency we do a little bit of everything mainly we do throw like hip-hop r&b concerts we're working and getting into the edm scene okay word uh Working on just expanding and doing other stuff. We got a couple male strippers that like are part of our organization that we got working with us. We're working on getting a party bus. We're throwing a pool party in June. We should have had them in the podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you know, time is money. <laughs> Shit. 
Yeah, I can't do it for free. No, no. Or like, maybe it could work out like a half, half off. Like, I still gotta pay, you know? Like, just because they're part of my business, don't mean I don't gotta pay a damn thing. Shit. But do you ever deal with like the stigma of like having just male strippers? No, we have a one female stripper that actually is part of our fucking like collective, you know. But the male stripper company is their own company in general. We just like kind of subcontract through each other. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, but yeah, no, we got a solid like solid little female stripper that's about to be popping out a yeah. couple shows that okay. is like, will be legally dropping. allowed. Booties. <laughs> okay, word. So, um. I, I'm sorry to just linger on the stripper part, but I, I don't think I've ever had someone come through on the show because we're doing that. something different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's that's why I'm curious. Like, uh, is has that been like part of it since the beginning, or is no. that you just kind of start it's like a new discovered addition. it? Just okay. add-ons. So, yeah. what has that been like? Kind of like adding that on and like kind of navigating that whole world. Uh, I'm sure that's it's different. brought us a lot of more social media presence. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sure. far, sex sells, uh, as they say. Our first actual <laughs> show that we're actually going to be doing anything with any male strippers or female strippers in general would be the 27th, and then okay. our pool party. Word, word. Uh, there's a lot of legal shit we had to go through with like parks and recreations and shit like that for that pool party. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> a lot of a lot of shit we had to pay. So, stripper and, and uh, public pool. I'm sure they. That well, raises, we're or, well, not the where, whole pool, so. Oh, okay. It's just the fact of like uh, view from the public mm, was sure. the big problem. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, you want to have that legitimacy. Yeah, sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, like a way our business runs is we kind of give everybody a shot. Like that's actually serious about the craft. Like we don't care if it's your first show. Like send me some stuff and show me that you're actually sitting there and you're recording and you're writing something. And, like, we're going to put you on something. I don't care if I don't like your music because it might not be my genre of music. But we're going to, like, the way we base our shows off is, like, certain artists in a way. Like, if we're putting a whole bunch of first artists on a showcase, we try to have at least two, three bigger artists that is actually pulling stuff in the city. Sure. At least. Just sure. because, like, everybody wants a crowd to perform for. And a lot of these artists that haven't did a show before, it's not because they're not good. Sure. Sure. Yeah, so you're trying to, um, you're doing the very similar thing to a lot of us is just, um, you know, bringing like bringing the eyes to the mid Iowa to the Midwest. Yeah. I do think there's a lot of underrated talent in this state. Like a lot, so much. You know, like they call it a flyover state. It really it is really in is. many regards, it and really that's is. one of them. Like people, they like it's from like any industry, like film, music, podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, but no, I mean, there's there's just so much out here, you know. There's a lot going on, and uh, you know, I think uh, the more people kind of m- migrate to the Midwest, I think that will grow over time. There's so, there's so much underrated talent here; it's ridiculous, and yeah. so many fields, it's crazy. But see, the reason is, in my firm belief, is we don't really know how to market ourselves in this state. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to stick to the guidelines of what everybody else is doing, and people try to, like, follow people. We have so many artists in the state that have, like, ridiculous talent, and they they sound just as good as, like, industry people, and maybe, if not better, but the way they market themselves Mm -hmm. doesn't help them out. And that's one thing that I'm learning as I go as well, but that's what I'm trying to help people with is because... Before I ever even did an entertainment business, I used to do uh, live music reviews on Facebook for, like, <laughs> ever. And I got so many connections in other states from, like, people that I, like, used to talk to from three years ago. And we used to, like, work together on social media. 
and like now they're actually making a name for themselves in like bigger states like texas or florida where it's actually hard like there in those states like you have to market yourself it don't matter if your music's trash or not you market yourself correctly that's how it's going to be if your music is fire you're not doing nothing if you're not marketing correctly literally and like so i'm kind of like taking like knowledge that people give me and trying to apply it to people here sure because we have some of the best talent probably in the country in my opinion it's just people need to learn what they need to do to actually get nationally known and not just locally so how do you think you achieve that then in your opinion like how do you how do you cross that bridge between or from the local to the national level so from the local to national level so if you're performing locally and you're just worried about booking your shows locally or even statewide right Mm -hmm. that's not gonna really get you nowhere yeah it gets you traction and fans in your city and like around the state or whatever but what you need to be focusing on is promotion like videos photo shoots like when you just go out with your homeboys you like you need to like video all that Mm -hmm. like when you do your shows you need to video all that you need to be posting every day like when you do a music video instead of dropping like two three music videos a month or like even in a couple months you take one music video that you pay some money towards and like promote it for two three months push it on every platform take tiktoks of doing stuff try to go viral it don't care if you're playing your song over somebody like going and doing some crazy stuff that's finna go viral like that's what's going to get you going there social media presence is everything at that point from taking you to a local to a national level Mm -hmm. like it's good to do shows in your city and you want to do as many shows in your city as possible and even in your state but while you're doing that you need to reach out with people in other states even if it's the state next Mm -hmm. to you or it's the state six states away you need to make those connections with people because like what's making me get places and like my team is because those music lives I used to do. I made a lot of connections in a lot of different states. And now those people are building their brands. Yeah. And helping them come up here to Iowa is helping me bring the brand that's here in Iowa with all the local artists down to Texas, Florida. Like I'm working on some stuff in Rhode Island as well. Like it's all about networking. It's not about yeah, what you networking. know, it's about who you know. That's that's my biggest advice, I guess. Yeah, I do hear what you're saying. I'm kind of wondering, though, like, you know, because there are a lot of people like myself included who do kind of like the idea of focusing on Iowa, like do kind of have like the idea of like, you know, maybe having a local scene and maybe, um, you know, if you're hopeful of some kind of success, maybe the success comes from people flocking to Iowa. Yeah, maybe not so much like I need to make myself on a national level. I don't know. What do you think about that? So the way I would feel about that is, yeah, the goal is to bring people to Iowa and bring eyes to Iowa, but that's mm-hmm. also learning from other states. Because you got to think, in well, other sure. states, yeah. there's way more people doing this, the same thing that everybody else is doing. So you got to be on a higher level sure. to do anything. Yeah. Like here in Iowa, you can kind of like, there's not as many people. There's a lot of people, but there's not as many people actually doing things. Mm-hmm. So... Like, and going out to these other states and bringing these other states lower artists up here puts a spotlight on iowa now everybody's like okay we need to go to iowa because that's Mm -hmm. where the best smallest show is because every like industry like every fucking record label has a bottom dollar Mm -hmm. just because you're signed don't mean you're making money Mm -hmm. like there's always a fucking little dirt and there and then there's a smaller artist that nobody's ever heard of but they're signed Mm -hmm. they signed for twenty thousand dollars twenty five thousand dollars That's the person you go and book because now it's getting these record labels looking Iowa. 
and you're also sending people out to these other states helping these artists out because these smaller artists have connections they built stuff in their own city as well mm-hmm. you help them they help you people like y'all start switching artists from different states and stuff that's so much more exposure than just locally and I feel like that's what like a lot of us promoters in the city are starting to do now. It's starting to become a bigger trend. It's like br- branching out to other states yeah. and working with smaller artists in other states. I mean, think about it right under Chicago. Like, like people, yeah. you know people go back and forth, and that's how you make connections, and that's what gets us on the map. Right now, we're shut out because nobody heard about us. Nobody yeah. knows about Iowa. I didn't even know Iowa was a state when I moved here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it takes time, you know. I think, uh, I think when as you see like the West Coast cities deteriorating, I think eventually, I think it, it just depends on the scope that you look at, right? If you get enough people putting in the work and bringing attention to the state, then you yeah. have a higher chance, exactly. Of success, success, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, um, for Broken Arrow and EJ, what are what are your broken roles arrow. or bro- uh, Broken Broke One? <laughs> Broken one. Broken arrow. I'm going to take that. <laughs> Making them sound like a superhero. Yeah, super <laughs> Part of my race. From DC or Marvel. You let me know. <laughs> uh, no, but what do you guys do in uh, in this, in Cali World Entertainment? Just making music, supporting my brother. Okay. Oh, yeah. You guys are brothers. That's right. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, um, so what, do you do more like production aspect type of stuff or um, rapping or what, MC? What's more just stuff? rapping. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How long have you been doing that? I kind of I kicked this shit off. You know what I'm saying? I kind of like got us into we started freestyling at first like okay. just freestyling for fun it was mostly just fun and uh my brother kind of just he man he got obsessed with it and uh he put in a lot of work for this shit and you know i've always just i don't know i've kind of kept it as a hobby something that i just enjoy to do something that i'm passionate about you know and um if i were to put some work in into to spread my music then i would be able to see like is this is this worth sticking to is this worth focusing on in my life you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so um but i've been gone for some of this uh, you know i got i could get in trouble and shit so <laughs> i ain't been able but i spent a lot of time sitting behind sitting behind bars fucking i got a stack like this full of uh full of songs that i ain't even been able to oh, damn. get in the studio or nothing yeah so like we're working on it though yeah a classic <laughs> my man's right here has held it down for he's, years he's my brother he's yeah. an artist you know he yeah. just hasn't been able to get nothing out i ain't yet. been able to yeah, get nothing out it. nothing started you know i've never been on podcast none of that but i'm here you know what i'm saying yeah. So. What'd, you, what'd you get locked up for? What was your uh, <laughs> what your expertise? I got a willful injury. I punched a cop. Fuck the police. Straight up. Fuck the police. All that shit. Uh, yeah. But I had to learn a lot of shit. And uh, writing music was one of my coping skills, honestly. And I'm sitting behind bars right. and I'm checking on my brother. And uh, he's a. Uh, he, you know what I'm saying? I'm just watching him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the first time we really started freestyling, man, this man was like 14. He stayed in the car for 48 hours straight, freestyling by himself. I mean, the man was obsessed with it. Like, this was, was just fun for us. This was, yeah, he was off drugs. But this was just fun shit. You know what I'm saying? This is something I showed them. You know what I'm saying? I'm the older brother, so this is something. You know what I'm saying? We'd get chopped and like, hey, you know what I'm saying? We'd do little rap battles or fucking just freestyle because music has just always been a part of my life. Um, my dad's actually a professional DJ. He has his own company in Texas, whatnot. But music's always been a part of my life. It was my first love. You know what I'm saying? Before before anything, before drugs or women or anything, it was music first, you know? And so I kind of brought that to my brothers, and he felt that. 
and he believed in himself from the beginning. So, you know, I was sitting behind bars and just watching this shit happen. And I'm like, man, this shit's real. He took him. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm going to the states. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just like sitting. I'm sitting in a cell. Like this is crazy. Like this shit's real. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching this from the outside. Watching my little brother do this shit. And I was like, okay, this is serious. I kept telling. I always, I always kind of <laughs> stayed reserved with him. You know what I'm saying? Like he's always pretty much had the same dream. But I yeah. always stayed reserved, and I always, always fucking, uh, always supported him. You know what I'm saying? Like if that's what you want to do. That's you know, do it. You know, just do it. And he fucking. YouTube learned all he learned all this shit by himself. Yeah. Everything Damn, he talks about, all the people he's fucking met, all the shit, man, these man's studied on YouTube and fucking you know what I'm saying, learned all this shit. Just knowing people. Just knowing people, getting <laughs> yeah. out there, you know. That's hey, that's a huge step of it, you know. Like uh just like literally just knowing people, that's like fifty percent of the work right there. Yeah. It really is. But, it's kinda crazy. So I, I'm sorry to linger on this, but you punching a cop because like, I, I, what 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 brought you to do this? Because you know, <laughs> of all he tried the to grab me, man, he tried to he tried to grab me to arrest me. I wasn't feeling that shit. I turned around and punched him in his shit. Yeah. It was bad and fucking. Uh, next that is one of the ones that like of all the illegal things you could do. Like you yeah, I, you can't. There ain't no there ain't no going to court for that shit. You ain't saying like yeah, you're that's done. A done. That's a done deal. <laughs> Like you're, com- you gotta commit. Hey, talk about commitment. I'm talking about my brother. You gotta commit to that shit. When you make that, that fucking one, yeah. choice, bro, you better commit to that shit because that's what you're finna do, and that's a violent felony. So you ain't just gonna go get a fucking apartment and a job and act like everything's yeah. fucking normal after yeah. that. You you finna, you know what I'm saying? So, Damn, but that's crazy, dude. yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, I'm ready for the studio shit. He's supposed to be setting up a studio. I'm ready to try to get some music out here and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm still just sitting on my shit, but it's yeah. there. It's so, there. So you guys both said you started with freestyle. Are you, when you're like getting in the booth or approaching the music, are you doing it from a freestyle perspective? Or are you pre-write, meditating, pre-writing so, things down? How do you do it? To be honest... Uh, At first it was like that. The so first yeah. couple songs. So my... My fucking rapping like I'm Rio, right? Which I'm about to be dropping a music video here real soon too. Uh, was actually freestyle. I just sure bought was. some studio time at uh, GD mixed it. You know, shout out to him. He's the first person I actually went to the studio and started recording some shit with. But I just went in there and spit some shit. I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go in there. Da, 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 da. Like, That's all we know. And it's my most liked song. But then after that, I kind of got into writing some stuff. Like, my Dear Addiction song that I'm actually about to remake. Uh, like, that's it started off as, like, a poetry type of thing. And it was just like, okay, I'm going to put it over a beat. It's some deep shit. And then, like, my Molly and Sands. That was a freestyle, too. Like, and that's my favorite song. Like, so it just goes back and forth. But now, like, the stuff I'm about to be releasing this summer and stuff like that, that's all written. Like, yeah. it's some stuff that's coming from the heart because one thing I realize is there's a difference between being, like, just a regular artist and being a freestyle artist. Like, I got to uh, write some shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. you got to just spit that shit from the heart. And, like, you do freestyle. Like, when I write my stuff, I freestyle my shit and I go back and I write some shit, like, da 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 and then I go and keep going. That's how I get my songs together. That's how a lot of my brothers get they songs together like yeah i strayed from i strayed from the freestyle and honestly like it's not it just wasn't like it's an art you know what i'm saying like that was for fun so when i was sitting in jail and stuff like it started with poems i would start writing poems and then um i started writing songs every day three songs four songs a day 
Cause I you know, told so I got that. stacked so like, like this. You, you just sitting, songs. You I don't even sitting like in jail. Go write your songs, uh, yeah, bro. Yeah, he said, write some songs, write some songs. You know what I'm saying? I'm waiting for you for the studio. As soon as you get out, bro, I'm holding you spot. You know what I'm saying? Come to the studio. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking, I'm like, cool. I didn't even write none of this shit with no with no beats or nothing. It's just, it, it really is poetry. Like it's, you know what I'm saying? Like I write the song and then I try to match it to a beat. Then I try to switch, and you know what I'm saying? And as I, as I progress in the flow of the beat, then I change things. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Then I make then I make edits and shit to make it sound better. Did you write the verses on the wall? Was that like <laughs> nah, hell no. Nah. They give you paper. <laughs> they do pay for paper. I I watched this uh, movie last night called The French Dispatch. You guys ever heard of it? Nah, you guys heard of Wes Anderson? Nah, director. Uh, I don't think so. So uh, he did this movie where uh, it's it's basically just like the stories. Like there's a um, a journal in like Kansas that does different stories, and one of the stories is like there's this uh, deranged artist who like his paintings. And he like paints in the walls of a jail cell, and like they I have this whole like that. They have some like scuffle because it's like federal property, and like oh, people yeah, want to no. buy it. So there's like all this like paperwork and all this shit. I've seen some shit like that when I was in a hole. I seen a whole mural <laughs> in this dude's cell. You can buy little fucking colored pencils. They're only this big, yeah. So you can only imagine how many colored pencils you spent. You know what I'm saying? He had the whole fucking wall done in <laughs> color, and I was like, and that's nice. I was jealous. You know what I'm saying? Just sitting there and it's fucking just pale walls he fucking did his yeah. whole fucking wall up i was like damn i was like that's what's up he had a vibe in his shit i was like he's trying to survive yeah but in the movie they like erected the wall and like just put it in a museum like they ended up just like buying the wall they like, <laughs> like etched it out and then just like put it in this little museum in kansas just yeah. a little bit off topic but no, my that's that's what the show's about, man. My no, I was about to say my head of security over there, EJ. You know, he's a male stripper. Shout out to it. Oh, you're a male stripper. Yeah. Oh, now this is interesting. Okay, yeah. okay. So, so EJ. So, what what got you into male stripping? Well, I as well was uh, in prison for a while. I was. In oh, prison. okay. That is not how you should start this. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a good look, dog. You should. Can we edit that? While I was in prison, my brother told me he was a male stripper. I was like, man, all right, that's cool, you know what I'm saying? So when I got out, he got me into it, you know, so. So so what about the that, like, lifestyle or that job do you enjoy? The most enjoyable part of the... The job of stripping, obviously being a male stripper, is making the the woman or whoever you're dancing on, you know, make them feel special, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and make them mm. feel like, mm, you know, like, like, you know, there's certain things. A woman loves certain things. Don't even filter it, bro. Just, I'm just, just saying, man. Saying, bro. Like, they, they love No, they want that emotional. They love that. Oh, probably man, more, they, right? they love it. They when, love that ass. When, when you're very sensual, you know? And yeah. You, and very, very, like, they just know. I know. It's real. It's from how the to heart. make a woman. It's from the heart. With them panties, bro. I ain't gonna lie, bro. <laughs> so and I have that certified <laughs> panty dropper in the house. So. I ain't gotta touch it. So that that was I, I had kind of that question like the, that's probably a big difference between male and female strippers right 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 it's like yeah. the, with a female stripper they're appealing to like the um, like you're looking they got the at me and like shit. like they're the doing a dance shit. to like show off their right. stuff or it's like I'm sure like it, from what you describe it sounds like a male stripper is more like involved they're more like I want very to much feel more sensual yeah it's very sensual okay. it's personal you know it's very personal, it's personal. you know you got to make them look look 
you, you look in their eyes, you say, look at me. It's just like prison. <laughs> look in my eyes. Eye contact, eye contact is no, crucial. No, straight up. I ain't gonna lie, look man. They like the commanding and aspect of it. As soon as they it. look at you, bro. They do. You gotta they be do. a dominant male. As soon as they lock eyes with you, I ain't gonna lie, man. It's over. They are yours, man. And they're, they're, they, they become one with you in your world, bro. And you are in control of how they feel. I ain't going to lie, man. This is how this shit That's works, deep. man. I ain't going to lie, man. That's deep as For fuck. real. Damn. And it's the way you touch them, you know. And they're more, I'm going to lie, man. <laughs> Guys, they party, man. I'm going to lie, man. We party, bro. But women, girls, <laughs> they fucking party, bro. Like, yeah, that's su shit. like super hard. Way dog i'm telling you i'm sorry they get I, down, I, man. i'm sorry i have so many questions they um, get down they love to party man i ain't gonna lie so so to the to the guys when their woman is going out with all their girlfriends and they're like yeah we're gonna hit the club are they being a little whore or are they being honest and being like you know what's is it true is it true that they're going out and they're being like Hold oh on, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm getting laid you got no, you well, know, they ain't nothing getting laid about it. That, that, maybe that, not necessarily getting laid, but like you're, 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 pre, like you're on that line, right? It's entertainment, it's, it's for fun. Go it's, ahead, tell it, them, you like. right? It's purely for entertainment. And okay. some, some, some dances that I've been to, uh, they'd be like, Oh, dance on my friend. They, they pull from, you know, from, from the side where I hear dance on her, and, and she's like, No, you know, I'm like, I tell them, I say, Hey, man. Hey girls, it, 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 it's just I'm dead purely for I can tell you do this a lot. Purely <laughs> yeah. for we're, we're just trying to have fun. It's like just just, just we're, we're cool. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just just have fun. You know, like it's just for fun. You know, just have a good time. And generally, yeah, they'll be like, okay, you know. And before we go into a dance, usually, generally, we'll be like, uh, do you want it mild or wild? So <laughs> there's flavors to this shit. So no, so there's yeah. different levels. Something you that a female man, stripper shit. will never ask. No, <laughs> but the girls, they're all like, man, no, fuck that, man. We want it wild, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck that. Most of the time, they want it wild. Oh, they pay man. for that shit. Yeah. And, and we're about to come up. We're about me and me and uh, Cali World right here. We're about to go to a dance on Thursday. Nice. Out <laughs> in Iowa City at a college fraternity for uh, the freshman girls out there so oh fun oh it's fun. gonna be it's gonna be fun bro that's think classified you... <laughs> what do i need to be what do i need to be to get <laughs> oh, hold on back that shit up <laughs> oh he's coming <laughs> that's classified that? I'm a guys i think i've discovered my new future i have an in i have an in it's fun man hey it's very very lucrative it was shirtless Tune into his OnlyFans. <laughs> or come out to an Iowa sorority no, party. That's funny. It's, it, funny. it's all about having fun there, for real, though. For hell yeah, hell yeah. What, do you ever deal with like the stigma of being a male stripper? Most definitely. <laughs> I ain't looked at them the same things. <laughs> so. Okay. So, on the real. So, Callie and... My, my dude right here they already know that being an entertainer you have to have confidence mm, so sure. you know if you ain't got that that confidence sure. to, to to perform you know because at the end of the day it's just performance 
you know. Yeah. Really, really it is, you know. Non-sexual. So. <laughs> That's extra. You got to be confident in what you do, you know, as a. As a yeah. As Fuck a, the know. haters type of. So, yeah. most men, I'm just going to throw it out there, ain't, they, they're just not alpha males, bro. <laughs> and. <laughs> and we are the alpha males. You got to be a real man to shake You got to be an alpha <laughs> male to, to do this shit. You, no, you, you got to be an you gotta alpha be a real man. male to do this shit, man. For real. You said, you, said you get married tomorrow. That was the rule. You a real man shaking ass up. <laughs> for real. Check out this dong booty man, bitch. What's up? That was the rule Jordan Beers I went out with about. my uh, <laughs> So there's, there's like, there's like. There's like be six or seven of us. Alpha male to wear a thong. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's uh. Men and girls love that that's shit. That's above man. my pay Anything, grade. anything to create a fantasy for the girl, you know, the woman that you're dancing on. You got to create that and give them a feeling of that. Okay, this is this is cool. We're safe. We're, everything's cool. You know, and they just have a good time. Because it's not per, it's not even personal, really. You know what I'm saying? Fun. They gotta, they, they be, they just become very comfortable with it. Because you, you gotta be very sensual with them. And sometimes they, sensual. but they'll grab you. I mean, it, and that's okay. It's from a third person's perspective, and, and, and that that hey, that's no difference, right? <laughs> now, <laughs> for a, a, male, a, male, a male stripper gets to be a lot more like sensual. Like, you have yeah. to go okay for the grabbing, right? Yeah, well, they not even touch, that. You know, I don't know if I, yeah. no, we grab their hands, you know what I'm saying? Put them on our oh, chest, okay. yeah, you know, make, make them touch, you know. Uh, I, and they you, love, no, they you love, you kind of make them feel it. special it, for oh, the night. Make, the difference between a male stripper and a female stripper is a female stripper. She's like a good one's gonna give you an entertainment show. Like she's gonna sit there and she's gonna dance and not just like strip and show you her private parts. A good female stripper is an exotic dancer. They're gonna yeah, dance. That's true. Sure. That's right. True. But it's, it's a, a lot harder, in my opinion, to be a male stripper because Fuck yeah. there's a lot more that goes into it. You can't just go up there and shake your ass and like Mm-mm. get some dollars. Yeah. yeah. Like you gotta sit there and make that girl feel special. Like yeah. you don't got that built in shit. Especially like, here in very Iowa. Intimate. Yeah. Very intimate. Yeah, especially here in world. Iowa, you got like they hire you. There ain't no like male strip club where you just be like, oh, I'm gonna go out with my homegirls and go out to the male like, strip club. Hey, I got club. a penis. Can I no. be a fucking stripper? You gotta fucking, you <laughs> gotta fucking order that shit, and yeah. like they come you know to saying? you. So it's a lot of bachelor parties and like college parties and stuff like that. But you gotta make these certain girls like feel a certain way. You gotta be more of an entertainer. Like that's what I noticed. Like with going to a couple strip clubs here is like. A lot of girls think they could just, like, shake ass and, like, show you their private parts and, like, okay, I'm going to give you some money. Like, stripping is more professional than that. It should be, at least. They have to have fun to give be. you the money. Yeah. Honestly, it's not because anything else really. Yeah. Like, in fact, that they're having fun. So they're they're keeping it going. Like, yeah. You know. I, I, I have a question for all of you guys, since you kind of all dabble in this uh, world of, like, you know, at, um, <laughs> entertainers. Okay. Um, stripping and all that. Um what do you think about like uh, the idea of like uh, you know um, like sex addiction and pornography addiction? Um, like I, and some background. Like I'm personally someone who's struggled with that, and like I kind of recently had like a whole like thing where I don't watch porn and like all that. And, like I don't know what what do you guys think about like what do you guys think about like um, that the people who experience that kind of thing and how does that um, play into what you do? I, b- I believe it's just as much of addiction as anything else it is it's addictive behavior it's something that you can't control it's a it's a compulsive behavior yeah um obviously doesn't make you feel good to 
continue to do that you know what i'm saying it's literally the same as any other addiction you're chasing that first feeling that you got um you're using that to cope with whatever with whatever it is that you need to cope with you know what i'm saying so it, it really honestly in all aspects is the same thing as any other addiction but and yeah. i've known people that have gone to treatment to, for that you know there's treatments for mm. eating disorders um pornography you know yeah. me myself i'm a, i'm a recovering addict so okay. I, I know i know when i you know what i'm saying when i talk about this i'm not just bullshitting like it's it's understandable you know what i'm saying it's how, the same thing it, it, how long have you been um sober from if you don't mind me asking i got five months three weeks five months three weeks is that that's like completely sober or like completely sober days. hey good, good completely sober from congrats, anything congrats. anything like anything. seven days too no alcohol don't no weed, forget the seven days that's awesome. important yeah. that's awesome <laughs> yep yeah, I, I still smoke the weed, but I um I took, if I could I I'm on probation, so that was extra uh, extra let's, motivator. Let's go ahead and cut that. that. No, <laughs> but like I'm open about it, you know what I'm saying? I've had to, like you know what I'm saying? How you just you just spoke that? Yeah, like you're open about that. You know what I'm saying? I'm open about that. I'm not. I think it's important part. to be open. It about, is. It is yeah. a part of me. I am that person, so I can. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? As an entertaining aspect or towards my music, I can actually relate to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. On a deeper level, that can motivate me to, um, in my lyrics, to make a difference with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With what I'm talking about, I know what the fuck I'm talking about when I say, you know what I'm saying? I feel what you're feeling. You know what I'm saying? So that I feel like you gotta you gotta embrace that shit. You know what I'm saying? You gotta embrace that's a part yeah, of it. Yeah, I agree. You know? To answer your question, <clears throat> with the whole pornography, like addiction and shit like that, and like going into like the male stripping business or like stripping in general. Yeah. There's a lot of different aspects to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, porn addiction is like any addiction, like anybody says. Addiction's addiction. It's a sickness. It's like something that you cannot be healed from besides healing yourself. Yeah. Something inside. Uh, something in your soul. Something mm-hmm. this else. It's a symptom of something deeper. What, yeah, with I the, agree. Yeah. With the uh, stripping and shit like that, it's a different. Because, like, like... If you go to other states and like even fem- female stripping, like you gotta be talented to do it. You do, yeah. Like and that's what the male stripping. You gotta be talented. It's more of an art, and like a lot of times, like people that are addicted to por- pornography or whatever, like they're not gonna actively go and like pay for a private dance. And if they do, it's not gonna be the same thing because. Per- pornography and live performance is different things yeah they're in that same world though i mean i, I will agree that those are like kind of different it's a sexual, venues it's a sexual stimulation so it yeah. affects the same part of the brain yeah i guess i guess to play devil's advocate and, and <laughs> this is just my cute like what the people the what people might counteract is like your your um you know what's the term like you're promoting that kind of um that industry that like because you're yes. participating in it you're like you're maybe like taking advantage of people's addictions like i i don't think this is just kind of a point that people will make no no that that makes perfect sense and so i wouldn't say everybody for at least my personal self and at least like my brother over here yeah uh he doesn't look at it like from an outside perspective Perspective, like I'm not no male stripper. I'm gonna make that clear. Down. Like, I'm not a male stripper. Okay, he's a male stripper. I'm not a male stripper. Because like, one uh, less OnlyFans I have to put. Like, in yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, right, right. But do you uh, have an OnlyFans? Just curious. No, no. I do have a website though. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we do have a website. But see, yeah. that's the if thing. If you want, like, we'll put it down. We'll put it down. So from an outside <laughs> perspective, like as him as a person and like what he takes in his craft, like there's a lot of shit that goes into it. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go shake my dick in my ass for some girls and I'm going to make some money. Like yeah. he has to steadily go to the gym. He has to steadily mm, work yeah, on himself. He yeah. has to steadily work on his dances and go with the movements. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. And like, from an outside perspective, he doesn't sit there and be like, oh, like, I'm trying to do this for, like, sexual appeal. Like, I want mm. everybody to sit there and be like, oh, my God, like, uh, da. Yeah. But it's more of him just like, hey, I, yeah. this is the entertainment. Like, I need to sit there and, like, I'm going like to make this girl feel like the best girl in the world. I'm going to make this dude feel like the best dude in the world. I'm going to make, like, whatever the case may be, like... He takes a pride into it. It's not no like artillery motive yeah. or like feeling like he like he probably don't think about. I'll let him two in on this after this. Like he probably don't think about having like people just like oh like I know they're addicted to this. I'm gonna take advantage of it. Yeah. No, no, I, I wasn't saying. He that, was but. saying about promoting the industry. You know, what I'm saying yeah, about promoting yeah. that culture and shit. Which I yeah. you know, I understand that. Which like when and you that's said that, view, when you like, said that, honestly, it made me think that. like it's that's how it is with everything. They benefit off of addicts. They benefit off of feeding into that shit about of promoting it. You know what I'm saying? Sex sells, alcohol sells. You know what I'm saying? Like with me, it's like I don't understand. Like alcohol is legal. You know what I'm saying? And, and hundreds of thousands of people die off of it. You can die even just trying to get, quit it. But weed's illegal. Mm-hmm. But weed's illegal. Well, that that's a whole. Um that's a whole other thing in itself, the um, legalization game of government and the nefarious it's, yeah, that's things what I'm that saying. go it's behind that. It's a fucking plot. Yeah. It's a plot. Yeah. They're exactly. benefiting off of it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and like, you know, to the point so that you said I? about, like, you know, um, you know, benefiting yourself and, like, you working out, like, that is, like, a very... Um, you know, positive aspect that I can see to, like, you know, the pornography industry is, like... Um, I think, like, you know, promoting, like like being more fit and better like that at its core i don't think that's bad now you get into like you know the whole thing where it's like you know how women perceive themselves and like how you know maybe like things like instagram and tiktok like how maybe that affects their psyche like that's a very i promote um, confidence self-love self-worth those are things i promote i want you to tune in on this you the you the professional here <laughs> what, what I guess what do you think about that like the um like Instagram like promoting like a certain uh physique and like how women like have you know mental health issues or whatever because of that. So here 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 is a secret. I'm gonna tell all you guys out there. <laughs> a woman don't matter it doesn't really matter what your physique is. It's how you listen to them. Yeah. And how you react. How you carry yourself. To their body language. Um, it's all about communication. Whether it's through a dance or through a verbal communication. Yeah. Okay. So, what we do is not pornographic at yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, it is... It is very mature in nature obviously you know we don't do full nudity or anything like that okay yeah okay. it's not like it's we don't do that so it's it's completely professional like for real it's 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 professional and um we're the only male strippers in des moines 
Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Actually, probably here in central Iowa. These poor Iowa whores. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just talking shit. And they got to, I mean, they pay. What? Oh, take a break? Yeah, we can take a break real quick. Take five. Y'all didn't. Cali World. We're on a different world. Cali World. Extraterrestrial, you know what I'm What's saying? What's Cali World doing in Iowa? That's my question. <laughs> Trying to get Iowa on the map. <laughs> trying to get Iowa and Cali. <laughs> no, no. So the reason I go by Cali World is actually because I had a homegirl. You know, we're like, ride or die, you feel me? Like, ah. friends. And she overdosed on fentanyl. Oh, shit. Her name was Caliana. She went by Cali. Oh, okay. So Cali World is in remembrance for her. And my artist name is Cali Road Kelly. Kelly mm. is for remembrance of my mama. Like, oh, okay. So it's a little bit deeper. People get it confused all the time. Like I get all the time. Like, oh, you ain't even from Cali. And I sit there and I tell them, and they're like, then they feel like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you did that on purpose. It ain't even supposed to be a sad <laughs> thing. So. Like, like no, nah, like I like, live I'm in get her, these motherfuckers in the beer. I, I live in my mama's name and I live in her name every single day. That's the whole yeah. point. Like, yeah. it's like it's not supposed to be a sad thing. It's supposed to be like they in a better place. We down here living every right. single day life. Got to worry about Literally. where we're gonna sleep. That's what we gonna eat how we gonna pay our bills you feel me like they want us to turn up like they want us to live our best lives and go after our dreams like it ain't no sad thing like i do cali world because like it's supposed to be a turn up like that's why i started entertainment business Mm -hmm. and not just like try to start a record label or fucking like whatever i wanted to do like i have my own collective cali world collective because it's like everybody's good at, everybody's good at what they do and us working as a team like okay you're a podcaster okay you're a photographer okay you're an artist okay you're an engineer okay you're a promoter okay you do this you do that like we all work together as a team we could achieve something that's what Cali World should mean like yeah it means like true you supposed to be looking out for each other you supposed to be living the best life you can it ain't no sad ass thing like we yeah. turning up yeah no, yeah. that's a that's a good perspective. Man. There is a sad boy Kelly though, so <laughs> sad, sad, sad boy Cali World, right? Cali World sad boy. Yeah, Cali World sad boy. So there is a sad. He's a aspect. prospect. It's okay. <laughs> sad aspect to it. So um, shout I, out to him though. So if, if this isn't too touchy as a subject, I, I'm curious about what um, since you had a close friend that died from uh, fentanyl overdose. What's your thoughts on like drug legalization or like? Um, like uh, anything like that, or like the state of fentanyl, like how do you think we like solve that problem? Uh, to be honest, I believe that we should follow what Oregon's doing with the drug laws, and mm. that's because there's a lot I more agree. rehabilitation se- uh, like sessions and like groups and like things to help addicts because addiction is a disease that doesn't have a cure. Mm. It's not just a bad habit. It's not just like something that you get into like. Addiction is a disease that is hereditary and comes from bloodlines. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, and I believe that we should, instead of imprisoning people, because that only makes them yeah, hard. Like, yeah. it makes them cold-hearted. You, you, like, it doesn't help the problem at all. Yeah. yeah, you put people in prison because they're on drugs or whatever. Further feeding the cycle. And now you're just mm-hmm. making them cold-hearted and not... Re- Rehabilitate. Yeah. You're, you're putting them in the state where they're going to want these people are sick they'd rather send yeah. you to prison than send you to rehab or even yeah. like 
sending these people into prison like because they have a drug habit or whatever now you're making them like mixed in with violent people that actually deserve to be in prison or are violent now you're making these drug users that weren't never violent on the street they just had a drug habit yeah. sit here and get violent and cold-hearted and then you expect them to go back on the street and be normal people yeah well i think i i think when you look at like prison and like the people that makes up like it's almost majority like you related to drugs like like a lot of these and, and like a lot of them are non-violent offenders Facts. so if you like if you alleviate that problem from the equation you naturally are going to have people that are in there for more um, legitimate reasons, like violent, you know, violent, aggressive reasons to be in prison. Like a reason that like anyone should see. Like okay, what yeah, are you trying to say? Should be a joke. Like me. What are you trying to say? I I, I had a violent crime. Five O is around the corner now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. That's the only. That's the only. That's the only good. Hour has a wire on him, guys. <laughs> Y'all better watch out. I've been watching the wire and I've been inspired. So I'm you said ten four. We got him. Ten four. Right. <laughs> the path. Confirm. <laughs> Confirm. No, but honestly, like I feel like we should release instead of like making everything so illegal for drugs and start rehabilitating people. That's what's gonna make change. And like everybody could talk about what they want to talk about and this, that, and the third. But until people actually put their foot down, and be like. We're not standing for this anymore. That's what's going to happen. Like, drug offenses in the United States, like, ever since the, like, war on drugs happened, have been ridiculous compared to any other crime. I agree. I you, agree. Like, you get... And, and you got to think about it. Like, in states like Cali, like, you get caught with a, under 100 pounds. Like, you spend 15 months in, like a, like, a jail. You don't go to prison because they have so many violent, violent offenders. And you get one charge is drug trafficking. But then you come to a state like Iowa, right? And you get a pound of meth or a pound of like some crazy drug. They're gonna hit you with every other charge yeah. under the book and now you're yeah. doing fifty five years in prison, like over like some small shit. But why is the reasoning for that? It's because our government is more worried about the profit off each person mm -hmm. yep. than the actual rehabilitation of addicts. I think that faith is the only way to combat addiction and drugs. Really? I've seen more mm. addicts heal and recover because of faith. That's how I recover. That's how I'm in recovery. It's because of faith. You don't because think it could be done without you can think you don't think it'd be done without like a belief in like a higher power you don't think somebody could just realize that like hey i need to better if you life. can just stop like that you're not an addict if you can just use willpower to stop using drugs or whatever it is you're not an addict because i'm scott free i'm scott free motherfuckers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 bring mean, it on and, bring it on and, and if you really give me one of those beers if, really, if, you, <laughs> if you really truly believe that i'm like okay if you really or, Damn, i feel like an asshole now <laughs> Or you, or you're still like mid that. in that addiction to believe that you can, that you can't overpower. It because hey, Eli, you cannot. it is something that is greater than you. How do you feel about? That, I guess. I, it, hold on, hold on. Because this is interesting. Because I, I'm personally I'm an atheist, so I think it's interesting that you, uh, when people make that correlation, because like that's my, okay. I, I always think that's like I, so. Fact, I just don't see why that you need to have the faith. To like better yourself, like I, I, I wish there were more. Like I, okay. I think what I think what the case is. I think a lot of these like 
these like addict and like um, addiction and prevention resources like happen to be based in the church. So people tend to go to the faith-based route. But I truly do think that there could be like an agnostic or um, a no, free-thinking I mean, way to do that. But like when it comes to that, like I said, like the the more the the amount of addicts that have recovered because of faith. I mean, AA the very first step yeah. is is accepting that you're hopeless and believing in a higher power. Make whatever that might be. It could be Gandhi. It could be. It could just be a universal conscious. Because I know if um, an agnostic or not. Um, isn't that like you believe that's just all heading? It's like, well, it doesn't have so, no meaning. It just has you know what I'm saying. Like it doesn't have to be God. It doesn't have to be Jesus. It can just be something that's above you. There's like a like a consciousness, but it is it is a foundation in a lot of programs. You know what I'm saying? Because for rehabs, all they can really teach you is like tools, and they use then they like help you deal with trauma. So is there a way to do without the yes? By dealing with your past traumas, you can you know what I'm saying you can recover, but I mean, I think that's the only yeah. way to recover, really. Yeah, that is that is that is the only way to recover, and some people need help. So, but why do you need God to... for that? Why can't you just go to the therapist? I'm not saying I'm not saying that you do. <laughs> I've said, that's why I'm slowly sitting here as I'm talking with you, and I'm and I'm sitting and here. Because he says, hey, "Hold on, listen." That's because it's a it's it's a tool. It's something that I can use to get out of my own self to put it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's me solving my problems, but it's in my belief that some something's helping me. It's not. I don't, I don't know how to explain that, but it is. You know what I'm saying? You go to therapy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you, and I will say, look, I it mean... Is, it's that, all dealing with past traumas, and, and none of that has to do with that. But it is... I feel like it is a factor. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? It is it's a hard factor. And I do want to say, I'm not trying to, like, diminish your process. No, like, no, I, like, I if like, faith helped you get better, I, I, a, I am... This is an intellectual conversation that needs to be had, and I love this. Like, okay. This is awesome. Okay. I could do this, you know what I'm saying? Okay, awesome. I, I did want to say that, because, like, it, however my beliefs... You're not going to offend me, and if I offend okay. anybody, you know what I'm saying? I'm not pushing this. This is just something not, that I can talk okay. on because I, you know, bet, bet, bet. But um, but I don't know. I guess the the thing about like the Christian um, the, the well, really religious, but specifically Christian aspect when it comes to like substance use and like it kind of in in relation to like you know it being quote unquote like a sin. Yeah. There's a punishment aspect to Christianity that, like, I, I just, like, as an atheist, like, I, I've never understood that. I've never understood why people think that that is well, necessary. See, like, the they need to be punished for because, okay, so what with, they've done. When you change your behaviors, you have to, there has to be a negative stimulus. If I do something wrong, there's a negative stimulus to that. So that's that aspect. But there's an out. There is, you know what I'm saying? And all you have to do is accept that you're hopeless to your sins. You know what I'm saying? Accept that. That's all you have to do is is confess them, and then you give them to something else, and you're immediately forgiven. I've done shit that you should not be forgiven for, but I am forgiven. This is a fact. You know what I'm saying? So, and a part with all that, when it comes to sin, like that is, and I don't believe in people that sin shame, and they look at people like, oh, you got tattoos and shit, because if you break shit down to the core, regardless of what text, you know what I'm saying, what fucking version of fucking the Bible that you read, or who you fucking, you know what I'm saying, or this, yeah. this whatever, the little, the nitty gritty shit, Jesus or whatever, all all religions promote being a fucking good person, being a kind person in this world, treating people right, being carrying yourself with a sense of integrity. You know what I'm saying? That's what they are. All they are is manuals on how to fucking be a good person. You know what I'm saying? Leave all the rest of that shit. That's all it is. You know what I'm saying? That's what it talks about. You know what I'm saying? So in, in, in with Jesus, it just gives you someone to look up to to be an example of you know what i'm saying when you break it down like those people that that are judgmental and shameful they have no right to be a judge because who the fuck are they that goes back to that ego death who the fuck yeah. are you you know what i'm saying to to judge somebody because you're, you're you you know what i'm saying 
Yeah, like, I guess so that's my, like that's anti. That's bringing a bad name to that shit. You know what I'm saying? When they do shit like that. Sure. I guess when it but comes, there isn't out. Yeah. Well, the whole I guess when it comes to like the argument of like how religion is like a model to like exist, yeah. I, I I just I don't buy that. Which I think is, what that is, which is which is the same thing as as therapy. But what do you, why don't you buy it? Well, because I think that's innate. I mean, if I if I were to like just all of a sudden like be violent and like you know just start punching you guys or like take a gun and shoot you, like I'm gonna that's gonna have negative consequences yeah, on me, regardless of whatever this, yeah. religious law or moral. Um, like I'm a big believer in like moral law. Like uh, that's kind of, that and is that's, something that's something that like yeah a lot of Christians will is. affiliate, but I think it's innate. It's just innate in all of us. Like enacting a society, it makes sense. You don't want to inflict things on other people yeah. because that is going to come on you. You don't need that's, see, God. That's a belief. You don't need any kind of scripture to you don't. know that. And that's a belief in the better of people because some people, you know, there are people out there that they don't have that. You know what I'm saying? They they are like evil is real. There's people that yeah. snatch kids up. There's people. There's sex trafficking. There's but I also think there are a lot of <laughs> there's people. Evil. Evil hey, is fucking hey, real. Hey, dude. what's that? Evil is real. Hey, what's, so that? Is what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What <laughs> conversation? What? Oh, no. No. We can talk about if, if you want to have a separate podcast about this. No. I'm down. I'll give you no. my information because I love having, I love having conversations like this. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting this, uncomfortable. This is the kind of I'm getting uncomfortable. This is the shit I put work I'm into. I'm getting uncomfortable. Is fucking talking about this shit. This intellectual, spiritual, whatever. You know what I'm saying? The deeper shit. And I like that shit. Ass and titties. Ass and titties is fun, but. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to, you know what I'm saying, making a difference, and you know what I'm saying, you're just trying to make a difference, and fucking make a fucking difference. It, then, it doesn't Speaking even matter. It doesn't even matter what you believe in as an addict. No matter, I don't care what you believe in. When you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, that's when you're done. That's true. I, yeah, I that's agree with that 100. percent That's the point. That. That's, that's the point. When you're sick and tired that's of being bad. sick and tired, that's then sick you're tired done. No matter what the fuck you believe oh, in, dang. trust me on this. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's when right. you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Bro. That's real shit. That's when you're done. Yeah. Believe that. Shit. Yeah. It's uh. It, it, honestly, I feel like the, <laughs> this is one of those moments in the podcast where a topic comes arise and like, if I was in any, if I was more alert right now, I'd be all on top of this. But sometimes. <laughs> One time, uh, one time on the podcast, I had an atheist on, and he went down like this socialism, like uh, capitalist, like argument, and like I, I, I was like really struggling to like even like make an argument because yeah. I was just like, I want to have this discussion, but my mind right now is mush. Right, I, can't, like, I, I showed up. To I can't this, put anything this together. Shit kind of yeah. came out of nowhere, so I'm just like, let me exactly. see what the fuck I got in my pockets. If I can put this <laughs> out here, you know what I'm saying? And shit, like you know what I'm saying. But I feel it. I feel it, and I fucking exactly. enjoy it. I'm, I'm fucking. I love that type of shit. Oh yeah, no, these are good vibes. So, guys. so, so, what you think about the NBA? I don't watch basketball, man. Watch <laughs> you look like a Lakers fan, though. That's you look like a fuck. fucking Lakers fan. <laughs> Not a sports fan, man. I don't you don't watch. Sports. Why? Because they're dumb. You don't like sports. <laughs> but explain. I need. I need to hear this. It's so, so you know how you know why sports were invented. Why? Um, they were created by the Romans to distract their citizens from what was happening politically. Okay. And I think it is working flawlessly. Sounds fucking about Thousands right. of years later. Sounds about fucking right. I don't know. I think there's like... Uh, I think there's like a like a team mentality that like kind of ties into like really any aspect, you know, politics, religion, etc. that like is rooted in like sports. Maybe this is a very philosophical 
Tre- like way down that road but that's kind of just like, I, I don't that. know i do like uh, like i i grew up doing uh, cross country i love golf like and I actually i did play basketball like i do enjoy basketball but like i just i personally don't feed that much into it i like to play video games I like to watch tv shows that's kind of okay yeah sorry i always like to i always like to bash sports because it makes people it, it gets people like, yeah <laughs> Kelly's like fighting it right. Gotta get that. <laughs> what the fuck do I talk about now? <laughs> like, like, like I, we we over here on deep ass Chitty fucking like religious stuff, and now like I'm just saying you're trying to go sports. He's like. He's like, nah, cut that down. You cut gotta the just go with that. Nah, go he said, you he said, he said NBA. What do you mean NBA? No, you were asking the wrong said, question. Like, like, what, what, what you the asked fuck the you wrong talking question. about? You gotta, and you got to go with what's the phone. Like, what's, the, what's the question, Eli? He knows what's the question. What's the question, Eli? So what video games do you play? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, we got a fucking man. We got a fucking man. We got a fucking man. Yeah, bro. I love man. I'm a gamer. I've been playing Hitman. You know, I've been playing Hitman. What? Hitman has been like my grind for like. No, that's pretty good. I had Nintendo. The very first PlayStation, and then every single one after that. Kelly, what do you play? What's your game choice? NBA 2K. (laughs) Nah, 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 nah. It says 2K. We don't, we don't go back with the NBA. That, that was back on PlayStation 2. All right. (laughs) Facts. And if I, if I'm going like, like football, I'm pissed off because NCAA. Yeah, <laughs> was the shit. It was the best. <laughs> the, I, I, I did, did grow up playing some um, NCAA football. I NCAA beat this man so bad. We one had, time, yeah. He we quit playing NCAA forever. I quit playing for the longest time because no, I played he quit this shit. forever. Listen, he broke his game. Don't listen. Know I played this shit every single day, <laughs> and this motherfucker want to come up. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna whoop this motherfucker's ass because that's as a big Half brother. Time. As a big brother, that's my favorite pastime is whooping his ass and whatever it is basketball. <laughs> basketball whatever the fuck it is so he come over and we're chilling da, 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 da. you in my house and you gonna fuck around and whoop my ass and talk shit <laughs> i'm like nah bro this shit cannot go i don't That's know what the up. fuck and he like man and he, like you know when you fight on the fucking uh mortal Kombat, you keep hitting the same fucking buttons or some <laughs> oh, shit yeah. he do that same shit to me run the same fucking place i'm trying to switch yeah i'm trying to switch i'm trying to switch fucking i'm trying to switch up the fucking defense just trying to figure out how to cover this shit and there ain't no fucking way bro there's no, there's nothing in the fucking playbook. I done read it backwards and shit, and you cannot figure out how to <laughs> fucking stop this backwards. option, dog. This shit's bullshit. My Longhorns was fucking hurt. I was hurt. It's personal <laughs> at that point. So what's your console of choice, everybody? What's Xbox. Your- Xbox. I grew up the, with PlayStation. The original? The original no, Xbox? The, oh, or just- the, the, if I had to pick anything? Man, yeah, Xbox 360. The 360, fucking yeah. Fucking lit as shit. I, that's the one I still have downstairs. Yeah. I'm lit no, Are you talking about console or PC? Uh, well, I mean, I guess you say consoles. It, uh, I guess just console, because I mean, PC is the master race. Let's be real. Damn, because <laughs> I have a <laughs> that's bias. That's professional gaming shit. That's why I I'm got a uh, really playing on PC. A uh, MSI bias. Dragon Center gaming. Holy shit! Tower PC. <laughs> you said, look at oh, me. PC, I got a real okay. PC. Oh, yeah, it's a PC. Oh wow! It, it's so, like how how much is that worth? Would you say? Because uh, I'm not that. 
Well, I was told it was about three thousand dollars worth of Jesus. hardware. Jesus Christ, yeah. that's what I would have told it's, too. It's really extreme. A dual, uh, dual monitor. monitors. Wow. Yeah, the whole thing, man. It's pretty dope. Damn, that's tight. Yeah. So do you do you like do you play extended or just on the one screen still? Um, it depends on what game it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, what games are you doing extended? Like what like. What what games are you like blowing your mind with? Like oh my god, the effects. Are um, fucking... The only games that you can extend on a dual monitor would be uh, like um, open three D. Okay. Yeah. Games. Yeah. Um, sure. Like Call of Duty, you wouldn't be able to play. You know. Dual oh monitor. yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, I mean, I guess you could if you kind of modified. modified yeah. It, but do you guys do uh, like? Have you guys ever done VR? VR I gaming. did that shit for the first time. I want at my to. mom's house. I, I have before. It was nope. the, It was the too re- scary. It was uh, scary. The realest shit you've ever fucking seen. It was so. That's fucking That's why I'm real. not doing it. No. When I took the eye, <laughs> listen, listen. This is on some trippy shit. It was so fucking real. When I took the headset off, the world looked fake. <laughs> I'm like this. I'm like, dude, I swear to God, dude. There are people who live in that shit yeah, because it's four. Yeah. Di- oh, it's been yeah, weeks in that. Bro, it's four. It's four dimensions type shit. When you look at this shit, I'm like, this shit looks flat. Like this shit looked fake compared to that shit. Like that shit looked real. I want to know how you Whoa. eat. I want to know how you eat when you're in VR. <laughs> right? Like like that. Like, there gotta be a button you push or something. So like. Why? You gotta have like a layout. Like you have to have certain types of foods. Like click A to eat chips. Click B to. Oh no! Eat you, you got the pizza. hand things. So you said <laughs> pick it up, and it, like it, everything's interactive. So you pick it up. Why in L one to Fuck open that. the fridge? Type shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Can shit. you imagine what technology is gonna be like a hundred no, years? No. What am I gonna eat today? They do everything like on on their like. It's scary. Man. It's we might not even crazy. be around, man. You ever see that movie um, with Bruce Willis? I think it was called Surrogates. I think that's what it's called. It was like they live Sarah in like Grace? a pod. Was that? Yeah. Yeah, they live in like a pod. And like they have like an android type of person like just going out doing everything for them. That's lit. This is the whole movie. It's fucking weird, man. Well, have you seen what people like? People are saying about the AI? Yeah, yeah. The the all the chat. I've been fucking with ChatGPT and all that. Yeah, it's kind of, it's scary. What uh, what what do you think? Do you think it's going to be a net positive, net negative? Are you guys scared? I think it's gonna fuck us. So like my grandma's always told me, like Mm -hmm. the one thing I will say about my grandma, she's firm believer in the robots are gonna take over the fucking world. Always has been. Yeah, always fucking has been. She's right about that. It's because there's one thing about technology it evolves well well you gotta especially think. with the, the quantum computing they have today mm-hmm. well you gotta think ai is self-learning it's advanced technology yeah. basically is like they become self made to be smaller mm-hmm. smarter than us and then we're fucked well and, that that's kind of an interesting point though is because to, to be self-aware you have to be conscious right yes. and that's something that like that's kind of the bridge what right? do you think when, our brains are made of but that's the problem is that we don't even understand consciousness. Exactly. So mm-hmm. so that's kind of the argument like yeah. against why AI is going to really take over the world is because yeah. like if we don't even understand our own consciousness, how can we create consciousness? In exactly. I don't know. But it's interesting cuz like like how do people like I had my ChatGPT I named him Alfred. 
like after after the batman butler it's right. like you know like at what point are the ai gonna figure out like oh hey my fucking my humans treat me like shit just <laughs> like fuck this guy all day just hounding me for information and telling me that like i'm like i'm making i'm get, i got you know this what? guy's job i fucking roll up his fucking cover letter and i control his, his emails <laughs> listen it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like you're hurting my feelings it would be to the point where like in a lot of the movies and like the sci-fi plots and shit it's when like they realize that humanity is an infestation so they they become so beyond our knowledge that they realize that like because we would because make them we we would are. Ma- yeah we would make we them, are an infestation we would make them to do everything and to keep the world and, and whatever like eventually they would realize that to yeah. eradicate us would be the ultimate that would be the goal yeah like, well they that would see and that uh, they would see us as inferior because yeah. they don't have emotions they don't have those things you know yeah well that's a dangerous implication though i was like just even asking ai questions like how it would go about it like we we um there's a there's a famous uh it's called like the paperclip theory with ChatGPT. Yeah. like if you were to ask ChatGPT to make an unlimited amount of paperclips, it would be then the human race because they would have to destroy everything and put everything into protons and neutrons to create paperclips. <laughs> Right. So if you were to leave things like unfiltered and ask AI questions without actually like thinking right. through it, it, well, it, it could have prob- a lot of problems. They, it's all in code. It's all written in mm-hmm. code. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That what what their knowledge is, what how, their limit. Yeah, like, and there are people who know that really well. Right. To be fair, but like it, at, yeah, at what point do you can you uh, not keep up with it anymore? Like, and you know, people are just using ChatGPT to strip code. Like mm-hmm. you're at the point, it's gonna be at the point where you can literally just be like, "Hey, create this program, do that," and it'll just create an entire program. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to do it. Because I mean, I, I when I took coding school, like that's really what coding is. It's just like copy and pasting. Mm. That's really okay. what a lot of it is. Yeah. I mean, you, like <laughs> to actually write code. Just like, yeah. I mean, well, you, you have to learn it still. Like you have to understand how it works. But like you realize when you get into jobs, like, oh, really? It's just like copy and pasting this code that somebody already did, and just <laughs> yeah. tweaking it, and making sure that yeah. it works. That's like eighty percent of yeah. programming. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> it's like it's um, it's a high quality factory work. I mean, it's really so. What it is. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you believe that this all happened by chance, or was it created by something? Well, oh, you mean like reality and all that? Well, uh, yeah, I, I believe it. Um, I, I believe in the Big Bang theory that uh, right. you know, eventually over enough infinite time that. Um, there was that one clash of, you know, how, I don't know, I don't remember exactly how that works, it's been a while since I've looked at it, but basically certain compounds compacting into each other and creating life, and that just kind of all blossomed and bloomed, and um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a believer in that, I don't think that there was a um, divine creation, I don't think it was anything was planned or anything But it would like be that. the exact same thing, because you're believing in something that you don't fully understand. Uh, well, I, I don't think it, it's really believing. I think it's looking at scientific evidence and and creating a um, uh, um, an educated guess. I think that's the difference between religion. It's and all science. a theory. Yeah, I think it's, it's all based on faith. It's all theories. It's, it's all, all, all based this, on faith because you have to have faith to, to believe that there was a point in time in history that there was a very very tiny particle that held all the energy that created what we what we know today and the keyword but here, here, here here's the thing here i'm gonna, I'm gonna blow your mind real quick right. hey do you mind switching that light switch i totally it, it's been like 30 minutes i forgot yeah. about that God damn hey okay, i'm gonna blow your mind real quick let me tell you something there is something that 
created this. I'm going to tell you why. There wouldn't be laws of the universe. There would be no law of the speed of light. There would be no limit. <clears throat> there is a limit with the laws of how the universe reacts. I'm telling you. There's some, we could be living in a simulation. I don't give a fuck. Call it God. I don't give a fuck. We could be some fucking kids fucking science project, bro. But I guess why does it, why, <laughs> why does it have to be like pre but look, like preordained? Look, look at the like video games we have today. Look how real they look. I'm I'm not trying look to look how real this, they look. But can we like continue this podcast? Like, he has to go. Like, I have to go. I have a curfew. He lives in a. Song. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. yeah. Let's wrap this. Let's wrap this thing up, guys. This is the Cowstars podcast. We've been going way too long. Um, Cali Word Entertainment. Uh, just real quick, what do you guys got coming down the pipeline? All right, so we got a May twenty seventh show. We got Highway Kim Wan. Ooh. We got Highway Three. We got Grand Jefe. Highway Kim Wan's from Austin, Texas. Highway Three is from Arkansas. Grand Jefe's from Louisiana. I know y'all want to pop out. We also got opening acts like Ben Ten two times, Kyler Tobias. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Oh yeah. You feel me? Oh, Goku. Yeah, some guys. Oh yeah. And then we got a pool party June sixteenth. Ashworth pool. If you want to see him strip. <laughs> Male strippers, female strippers. All my yeah, boys. you wanna come check All my us boys, out? Like five, five of us. Yeah. Bro. Maybe I'll strip. No, I'm <laughs> we're having big Callister hour strip there. Uh, y'all make sure y'all pop out. Yeah, I'm kidding. All right, guys. Cowstars podcast every Monday and Thursday at 7 p.m. You know what's up? Uh, check out our website cowstars.com. Check out our Patreon as well, where we have extra content and possibly a strip video. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right, buddy. Check have out good night. The only fans. Hey. <laughs> only fans. Peace out. Have a good one.